Welcome back to the Goodlesville Gallatin and Online Gospel Compass Ministry for another episode of The Journey Through Scripture. Join us as we talk current events, read through the Word, and seek to apply it every Wednesday in this new midweek Bible study, The Journey Through Scripture, a Gospel Compass production. Hey, welcome back to another Journey Through Scripture. I'm Daniel Evans here with Pastor Tim Stutler. Together we pastor the Gallatin and Goodlesville churches and also online Gospel Compass. If you are hearing this on our new podcast, we are so glad that you're tuning in. Uh, however you listen to podcasts, thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be looking a little bit deeper into Sunday's uh, message from the following um, service. Three weeks now into Deception and Destruction. Right. Truth be told. Tell us a little bit about uh, Well, this, uh, this series is interesting. Uh, last week... We sat there with the fishing rod the whole time, right. and it was fairly down to earth. This week was quite a bit more academic, and right. some of you head head were hurting. Uh, imagine mine as I'm preparing for it. You know, listening to people like Albert Moeller and Gene Veith, and and uh, just trying to bring all this stuff together. I am encouraged, though, that you know we need to be academic at times because we're facing academics. We're facing people that are not ignorant. Uh, they may be ignorant of the truth, but they're, they're smart people. Mm. And so uh, I was very encouraged to know that one of our young people who were in high school felt empowered to be able to know where this is coming from and, and know how to deal with it. So today, we're actually going to get a little bit more into the application, but here's the theme of this past week's message. As a matter of fact, let me ask you and see if you were paying attention. What was the theme of the yeah, message? Yeah, what was the theme of the message? That was like three days ago. Uh, <laughs> the deconstruction of truth. Okay. That postmodernism uh, basically says there's no such thing as truth. It's all made up by people. Everybody's got their own perspective. They use truth in order to submit other people to mm. gain power. And so that there is no universal truth. So that's where you get to, hey, it might be right for you, but it's not right for me. Or the idea that all religions work or that there's, there's no standard of morality. And so that's very much the world right. we live in now. You guys have been together in some small groups. We're able to have some discussions. Uh, what were your observations about that? And, in today's yeah, culture. I don't want to re-preach the message. Yeah. I will say that several people had in their notes highlighted or written in the margins a quote that I ended up using for the for the graphic on Instagram this week, which was when the pillar of truth is removed, the um, the fake truth or the uh, ideology of uh, postmodern thought will crumble or will yeah. fail. And we're going to be talking more about the failing foundations um, this coming Sunday. So I encourage you to go back and, and watch or listen to that message. But um, I think in our home group, uh, we really have a great... Um, array of generations covered. Mm -hmm. We've got two or three couples that are millennials and two or three couples that would classify um, as Gen X, as you do, and then a couple of baby boomers as well. And so just to hear all the different perspectives of, well, in my lifetime, I've seen this as a deconstruction or I've seen this pillar of truth be removed. Like, what that, of course, uh, a couple uh, retired educators in my group mm -hmm. as well. I see the pillar of... Um, uh, prayer in schools um, or faith being taught or the alphabet being based as Angel Mills even talked a few weeks ago about the alphabet being based on the golden rule and the ABCs of good nature right. and being a good person. Right. And so I think that um, in, in our in our um, small groups, you know, talking about how have you seen these things happen? We could have probably spent the entire night talking about how we've seen these things happen in our lifetimes. And mm. even in my lifetime, um, those in the room who are, you know, 65 and over, you know, look to me at, at 35 and under and be like, wow, in your lifetime, in the uh, last 30 years. Really, I got to say in the last three years. No, uh, it's sure. been amazing how fast things are changing. So the concept goes back to 
the postmodern thinkers beginning right. in the mid-40s said, we don't believe that this, this whole idea that there are any truths, we still find problems in the world. So let's just say there's no truth. And, and so we're, we're destroying the foundations of truth. We're just going to say there's no such thing as truth, which is, which is the first time it's ever been said in the history of humankind. Right. Because up to that point, the idea was we can know the truth and our job is to align ourselves with the truth. Mm. And now the idea is there is no such thing as universal truth. So there's no such thing as universal morality, right. no such thing as uh, idea of what's right or wrong. And so uh, basically it goes back to the Garden of Eden. The day you do that fruit, you shall perish. be at, well, you'll perish, you'll be as God, right? but Satan says you'll be as God. God says you'll, you'll perish. Satan says you'll be as God. Right. So the idea is you'll determine what your truth is mm -hmm. and you get to bypass God. So it's an old lie. It's the granddaddy, as we said, of mm -hmm. all lies. And the problem with the lie is this. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. And that's basically the, 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 that's basically the whole idea of what Antichrist is going to do anyway. Mm -hmm. He's going to try to deceive the world into thinking there's no God or that he's God. That he is. Right. And so we see then that this flies in the face of everything that is God. We talked a little bit about it. We'll, we'll review it just briefly. But the Father is the God of truth. truth. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, the mm. Spirit of truth. In the way of truth. Jesus is the way, the, the truth. truth. And the Bible is called the word of truth. And so when you get into a philosophy that says there's no such thing as truth, you can see it's an absolute affront to the very person of God. And unfortunately, the world buys it hook, line, and sinker, as we talked about two weeks ago. And so postmodernism, by the way, has shown to be a failed system mm -hmm. because, number one, it falls in on itself. Because if we say there's no such thing as truth, what's wrong with that statement? It's a truth statement. It's a truth statement. And so it's, a, it's, it's an absolute statement of truth that it's cannot a, well, be true yes, it's because a, it's self-defeating. It's an absolute statement that self-defeats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the self-defeats itself. The, it <laughs> the rules of philosophy say that you can't, it's a rule of non-contradiction. You mm -hmm. can't have a statement in your philosophy that contradicts your philosophy. And so we see that right away, this is the most obvious when it falls in on itself. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it just doesn't work. We talked about a Sunday. You might like to have a postmodern architect and have all this weird stuff like the right. pillars and the balls and, or and, or, or artists. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I mean, if you enjoy postmodern, enjoy it. But the problem is if you have a postmodern architect, but not a postmodern, but and a postmodern engineer, right. you don't want your engineer to be postmodern because we know that the laws of physics, the laws right. of gravity, uh, quickly show that postmodernism doesn't work. I really enjoyed in the, in the message on Sunday, uh, Tim told a story about uh, a terminal uh, at an airport in uh, France. And of course it was this grand design, this uh, artist, this designer came in and had this uh, idea to have a postmodern design. And mm -hmm. um, the engineer said, well, we need this support beam here. We need this structure here to support this idea that you have. And um, I, I, I thought about this again just now when you said the law of physics and the law of gravity. These are laws. These are principles. These are things that we know are true in the universe. Truths. Yeah. Truths in the universe that we have to operate around. And if we don't, what happened to that structure? It fell eight years ago. It fell in on uh, itself. Because uh, as Albert Muller said, gravity is a great disprover of postmodernism. <laughs> I like and that. And so, yeah, it's true. Um, so 
One of the one of the things we find is if certainly those who are Christians uh, look right and and see these statements that there's no such thing as truth, mm -hmm. and here's where we have a great friendship with the scientific world because they cannot stand postmodernism mm -hmm. because they say you're you're denying these things that we know are true. Mm -hmm. Uh, we know in science things change, that one thing that you think is true one day is not the next. And so postmodern will look at that and say, well, this proves all of science. But right. again, gravity is the same. Mm -hmm. And so we look at these things and we know that not only do they fly in the face of God, they fly in the face of scientific truth, mathematic mm -hmm. truth, but we also know this, they just don't work. As, as you mentioned, it don't mm -hmm. work. A postmodern architect is far different from a postmodern engineer. You want your engineer not to be postmodern. We talked about you don't want your banker to be postmodern because mm -hmm. when you make your deposit and it's, um, let's say, a thousand bucks, or right. in your case, you know, ten thousand dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and your your banker says, well, that might be good for you, but my math is different. Right. You don't want that happening. Yes. And so we can't live in a world where the idea that there is no truth actually works. Mm. The only place that that we see it really show up that it would quote work is in morality. And, and so, but it doesn't work because we see the fallout of it. And that's, that's the thing that we see where it ends up leading is to darkness, to the, to the, the fighting, mm. the loneliness, the, the drug addictions, right. the, how many kids and everything else have some kind of diagnosis of some sort of thing that needs to be taken care of. I mean, it's rampant. And again, not if you need a diagnosis and there's something wrong that it, that it should be treated. But the point is, we live in a time where there is just a darkness that is really nothing that we've seen in our lifetimes for sure, but in the lifetimes of even the oldest person who's living today. Mm -hmm. And we've lived, and there's been some dark times, World War II, Vietnam War, um, those types of things. But nonetheless, there is an emptiness mm -hmm. because here's what the thing, postmodernism, when it denies truth, is really good at asking questions, but it gives no answers. But we have the answers and it is the word of truth, mm -hmm. the God of truth. And so we just uh, want to just walk through you today, walk through with you today, some things that you can do, that you can do in your home and your family and in your own life to not only recognize the lie, but to overcome it. Mm -hmm. And so let's just talk about that for a moment. Number one, you need to start to recognize that, that there is only one truth. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he doesn't say, I am a way. Mm -hmm. Some Bible interpreters have used the word A in there. We know that's wrong according to grammar, but we also know it's wrong because he goes on and says in that same passage, no one comes, comes to the Father but by me. And so that's an exclusivity statement. Well, let me ask you, Daniel, why should we believe Jesus? Uh, <laughs> because he is the Son of God and we believe in his deity. And if his deity is true, then he is also the speaker and the author of truth as the Father is. Yeah, and how did he prove his deity? He uh, was the only person, uh, well, not the only person, but at that time, he was the only person who came and fulfilled, as we talked about a few weeks ago, all the prophecies that he fulfilled. He fulfilled lived, prophecies. died, and resurrected. And dying and resurrecting is a pretty good trick. Yes. And so everybody recognized that that's not anything that can be done in the normal. Mm -hmm. That is something that has to be from God. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus' life, his birth, his, his, his miracles, and certainly his resurrection and his ascension all proved, gave evidence to the fact that he is the truth. And so when we take, when we take other religions and we look at them based upon their merits, what's the problem with all of them? Their founders are all dead. Or not Jesus. And then they're, so their truth claims uh, don't hold, hold, hold water. 
I think the argument that you'll hear, of course, I've heard um, and you'll hear in college campuses or even in some circles who claim to be Christian circles now is like, yeah, but how can you say that you know? How can you say that you know yeah. that this road doesn't also lead to heaven? And I can say that because he said it. That's one of my favorite things. Spencer Holman sending mm -hmm. out these great uh, Bible verses right now. That's what that's what Jesus said or that's what he said. This is the words of Christ. And I can know that because Jesus said it. And the other thing, I know we're going to get to this point in a minute, and especially as Christians, we need not to water down the truth to make it more culturally acceptable or to make it flow better or to be less um less what's the word um to go against the cultural norm yeah we, we need to we, we christianity is offensive you're going to be countercultural if you're going to hold exactly. on to the truth because people like to lie the bible tells us that the world loved the darkness instead of life, mm. the light. Recently in a Christian house, I, I, I heard, overheard a, a grandparent who was correcting a grandchild and then, you know, a col cultural disconnect there with the, um, the mom or the, the dad where um, the child had um, stolen something from the, the grocery store. And the cultural connection there, the mom was like, um, it's not nice to steal. And the grandparents want to make sure that they're instilling, no, stealing is a sin. It's stealing wrong. is wrong. Not right. that it's not nice to steal. I mean, it's not nice to, you know, be rude to your parents. It's not nice to do these things. These, but yeah, we're talking about, you know, one of the Ten Commandments here. So You know how we know stealing is wrong? Because if somebody steals from you, it's wrong. It's right. always wrong. Always wrong. <laughs> so. you, you talked a few weeks ago about something, the cultural the cultural norms when we go back and look at uh, even like the law for Ambe. Like all of these things that people would say in history, like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, yeah, this is universal. wrong. Exactly. The universal yeah. truth. And somehow in postmodernism, we're rejecting every, not just every universal truth, but every universal law. Yeah. And you can see it right now in the news. It's okay to burn this building down as long as you have mm. justification. At the same time, if you're on the other side of the coin and you are not burning anything down, you're just out protesting with a poster. We've seen people arrested. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's crazy. That's where you right. come up to. It just doesn't work. There's no universal application because the truth is ever changing and you never know which side of it you're going to come down on. We know this, that when the Antichrist comes for a while, everybody's going to think they're in. And then all of a sudden they're out mm -hmm. and they're going to suffer for it. And so we see, number one, we reject postmodern thought that there is no truth because that just doesn't work. Mm. Uh, number two, we reject it because we see that when Jesus, as we were mentioned earlier, makes truth statements about who he is, we don't just believe because we choose to believe. Mm. We believe because it is true. That's why the Bible says, taste and see, try me in these things. And so I don't sit here today preaching to you, teaching to you something that I've just chosen to believe. Mm. It, it's not validated by my belief. Mm -hmm. And neither is it invalidated by somebody's disbelief. Right. That's the big thing today, isn't it? Find a Christian who all of a sudden doesn't believe because they bought the lie, mm -hmm. which by the way, Jesus says, even the elect will be deceived, mm -hmm. which gives me a good indication that we're in those days. But that doesn't mean that that person's right. Mm. The Bible says the heart is deceitful who can trust it. And so if we're, if, if, so here's a warning for Christians. And so if you want a point of application, here it is. Don't believe something's true because you believe it's true. Mm. You believe something's true because you look at the evidence. Mm. That's the definition of truth. It's evident. And so when you look at the scriptures, why are we followers of this rather than followers of the, of the, um, Islamic. Is it Lee, Lee Strobel, the case, yeah. for, the case for yeah. Christ? Uh, I think I would recommend um, that book or even the videos that go along yeah. with it. Lee Strobel, the case for Christ. Um, it not only talks about the, the evidence that we have of Jesus through the scripture, but even outside of the scripture, there is no other historical 
person or life or you know from the what the Romans took down from what it all lines up and being you know the history buff that you are Ken Stutler was one of the first people that ever um, you know I ever had a student who was so interested in like the validation of history through who Jesus was mm -hmm. and then the, the hundreds of people who saw him uh, before the ascension yeah and so 500 people yeah. So I think for me, and, and why do I believe what I believe is because I, I have a really hard time with all the proof saying that it's not real. It's proof. The, the, you realize that the Bible, was the Old Testament was already collected mm -hmm. uh, long before Christ came. It was on the shelves in Alexandria, and that was translated into a Greek language. It's called the Septuagint, 70 translators, Sept translated it and so it was already there so all the prophecies concerning christ were already there and so when we think when we find books like the dead sea scrolls that they weren't changed because christ came they were in place before he came and so we see that he fulfills these prophecies and as we talked about a couple weeks ago two thousand prophecies concerning christ uh, or the things that preceded christ or would come during his lifetime have been fulfilled there's not a one that was said would be fulfilled that 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 was supposed to be that hasn't that's miraculous and so that's one of the reasons we see the unity of the book all together we see the preservation of the book people say well you can't trust the bible it's been interpreted all these different ways listen i don't care which version you go to and in, in, in most you're going to find it saying basically the same thing and by the way the longer we go the more accurate it becomes because the more we find Greek text, Hebrew text, and we more we understand those words, we can find definitions and we can understand the culture in which it was placed. And we find more copies, and the more copies we find, the better our translations become. There is no, listen, nobody sits down and looks at the writings of Shakespeare and said, well, we just can't trust these. Hmm. Nobody looks at the writings of any kind of thing that came out of ancient Greece, which we might have one or two copies of. We have thousands of copies of the scriptures, and we know that it's trustworthy. So one of the things that we, an application is, make sure that you don't think that you validate your religion by your belief, mm. uh, just like you can't validate postmodernism by your belief. Nothing's validated by your belief, it's validated by the evidence, which is what we've been talking about. Mm. Now you wanted to share something about Plato, not yeah. Plato. <laughs> no, yes, Plato. I enjoy both, um, but <laughs> thinking about the philosophy courses that I took, and you know, like as Tim was saying, with the Dead Sea Scrolls and the different writings that really line us up to know that these things are true, even outside of the Bible. You know, we just have a handful of writings from guys. I say handful. We have writings, but no one doubts like the writings of Plato or Aristotle or or Thomas Aquinas. And then you talked recently about Karl Barth. Karl Barth, who kind of maybe was the first guy who tried to mesh some of this postmodern thought with religion and kind of how that began to deconstruct those pillars of truth that we're talking about uh, even in experiential a, exactly that, in that, religion. Is, that, that again is validated by your experience or emotion right emotion, or emotion that's emotion a big one today isn't it? Big ones because today, yeah. i had a feeling then that's validated because i had a cold chill when i heard that person speak then mm -hmm. i believe everything they say that is extremely extremely dangerous and we're not saying those things don't or can't happen yes. either i remember i remember the full just um i, I call them beard tangling moments mm -hmm. now when i got saved i didn't have a beard at 14. Mm -hmm. it was close i was mm -hmm. getting there but i remember i do remember there is an emotional thing that happens and almost a um, um a physical thing a physical like call 
that and we shouldn't be surprised about that because science tells us that we are physiological beings that our body and our mind and our spirit all work and all work together you know the bible talks about being well in spirit and mind and in body and in taking care of those things because they're all one thing again we believe being made imago day in the image of god that male and female he created them that we would be like him in those ways that we would be emotive that we would have emotions that we would have experiences that we would feel things in such a way that make them tangible to us but and and, and again, we very much want people to experience the presence of God. So mm -hmm. what, what, don't, that, what I'm not saying, what we're not saying, is that you shouldn't experience those things. What we are saying is that if you are leaving the validation of your faith, of what you believe, of the truth, up to the fact that you've felt something. Your emotions or your experience. Then, then, then that's, that's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Because yes. I tell you, there are people in paganism all over the world that feel things and have a lot of the same expressions. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if I just showed you a quiet video uh, with no sound to it of a rock concert mm. or a country concert or a pagan worship or a Christian worship, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. People's hands are raised, eyes are closed, singing, singing and, along. And yes. Worshiping Tom Petty versus worshiping <laughs> the Lord. But the truth is evident in the scriptures that right. have been validated. So, but you brought up an interesting point. Plato's philosophy, there may be things there that have truth or mm -hmm. observations of truth, but philosophies change. Right. So here's, here's the thing about postmodern philosophy. Listen to what Daniel Denae said. I said this Sunday, but I think it's worth repeating. Mm -hmm. Postmodernism, the school of thought that proclaimed there are no truths, only interpretations, has largely played itself out in absurdity. Mm. And so here's a philosophy that's already died in the realms of philosophy. Right. But he said academics. here, but it has left behind a generation of academics and the humanities disabled by their distrust of the very idea of truth. Mm. In other words, the, 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 the outworkings of it are very present, even though it's been found at the foundation to be a, what do you say? Uh, absurdity. Absurdity. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that you un must understand, and again, this is a point of application, is all flesh is like grass. Their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass fades, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Amen. So these truths were true back when the Ten Commandments were given. Mm. They were true before that with Abraham. They were true with uh, when, whenever uh, Noah came off the ark. Mm -hmm. you, you respect the, 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 the life mm -hmm. uh, of the animal. You drain its blood before you eat it. And so there were great truths that have been part of human history that have never been found to not be accurate. And so the Ten Commandments still, again, if somebody steals from you, you think stealing is wrong. If somebody tries to take your wife, you think that's wrong because it universally is. And so don't be swayed by the ever-shifting tides of philosophies because these are all philosophies of men. But the Word of God flows from the very heart of God. And so you must be committed to not a philosophy that, by the way, you find on the TVs, mm -hmm. in your classrooms, in your professors, in your curriculum. You need to be stayed in the Word of God. Mm. There's a few more applications that we want to get to today. We need to realize that the Bible is the answer. And so when people are seeking answers, the place to go isn't within. Mm. It isn't to some philosophy. It isn't certainly to Madonna or, or Beyonce or, or uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You want to look at the scriptures because we see that these things quickly fade. Mm. And by the way, political parties that a few years ago said that no marriage is between a man and a woman quickly shift whenever they feel their power base shifts. Mm. And so uh, that goes for all the political parties. So we have to be careful. Uh, we need to understand that we hold on to the truths and not be swayed by these people who are 
influencers. The mist blown like the mist, as yes. Second Peter chapter two says, who are blown like the mist and will go in the way of whatever is in vogue. And we see again the end of all of these is destruction. Yep. Uh, the other thing that I want you to see is this. Now this is very important. When you see this lie that there is no truth, you need to understand where it comes from. It comes from the father of lies. You need to see the satanic influence in the culture today. If you can't see that, you used a big word last week, discernment. Mm. If you can't see that, you lack discernment. You need to pray for discernment, the ability to see these lies. Otherwise, you'll be hooked by the lies. And really, let's just bring it to a conclu conclusion. Mm. What's the best way to make sure that you're doing what's right, that you are living in the truth? We keep, we keep landing on the same application, but it's really simple. It's to be plugged into the people of God, into God's word, and to be doing what the word says. And, and that's the point of this whole, this whole message series. Mm. Be plugged into the word, be around people of God who are going to encourage you in that and going to be examples of that, are going to help hold you accountable to that, and, and be filled with his Holy Spirit. I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. It's the same application for all these things. I got it. You're but ready? trust the word. Yes. Belong, grow, serve. Yeah. Disciple. Yeah. Uh, discern, do it. There you there go. You, go. you, you can tell the Southern Baptist coming out. <laughs> in right I got the three D's, man. That's so good. I'm going to close with the scripture. Jesus said, John 8, 31, to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples mm -hmm. and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Don't give in to the lie that abandoning the truth will set you free. It will only ensnare you to slavery, to sin, to the father of lies to the spirit of Antichrist, and it will lead you to destruction. And so stay in the truth, recognize the lie for what it is, and ultimately see where it leads. Who the sun sets free. It's free indeed. Amen. We thank you for joining us today, and we appreciate you being a part of this message series. If we can answer any questions for you, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have a discussion with you. And again, stay engaged in your small groups. We hope to see you on Sunday morning as we continue deception and destruction. Postmodernism and the spirit of Antichrist. Daniel, would you close this in prayer? Yes, sir. Father God, thank you for your truth. Thank you that you are the author of truth, the perfecter of our faith, and God, that you have given us your son, Jesus, that we know his words are true because they are your words, Father. We know that the spirit can guide us and lead us into discipleship with other Christians, into discernment, and God, also into action. Help us to be a people who are living, who are walking, who are loving, and doing the things that your word tells yes. us. Help us to not be like a, a man who looks at his face in the mirror and forgets uh, immediately, but help us to look, God, intently to dwell deeply on your word and to put it into action. I pray that God for every man and every woman, even um, every household, every child, every person who may be watching this or hearing it today, we ask that they would be uh, encouraged, God, that the body of Christ might be built up, be edified, and that we might continue to do the good work of evangelism. And we ask these things in the true, mighty, wonderful, and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.